Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One, two, three, four! People do feel very radically different about gender experience. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with. Agenda with women in the arts. Good morning, you're listening to Agenda by Women in the Arts. I'm Katie Winton. And I'm Isabel Hawthorburn. Thanks to All the Best for another great episode. If you want to listen back to more fantastic radio documentaries by All the Best, head to fbiradio.com forward slash all the best. In the next 15 minutes, we're going to be hanging out with the incredible Brisbane rapper Miss Blanks, who just wrapped up her Clap Clap single tour with singles including shows at Dark Mofo, the Women in Electronic Music Showcase, and shows at the Institute of Modern Art in Brisbane. And we're also going to be playing a never-before-aired track from Miss Blanks just before 11 o'clock, so stick around for that. It's been a big week for feminism. Izzy has a new segment that she's very excited to trial today. Um, I'll let her introduce it, but if you have... Any good feminist news for us, please text in 0409-945-945. I think that can range from any news, whether it's news that's in a public sphere or whether you just had like a small victory at work with your boss or (laughs) anything. Anything that happened to you that's good for feminism, please text us 0409-945-945. So we're going to be breaking down the latest week in feminism with a segment called Go Home, Everything's Terrible. Just kidding. It's called This Week in Feminism. <laughs> um, so I'm going to deliver some good news to start us. Green Senator Larissa Waters made history again by passing a motion in the Senate while breastfeeding her 14-week-old baby girl called Alia Joy. Back in May, Senator Waters made parliamentary history by becoming the first woman to breastfeed in Parliament. So she's done it again, which is good news. It was so good. The bad news is that a bunch of people wrote some pretty nasty stuff about the event on Twitter and one guy tweeted some particularly vile sentiments towards the MP. It was like very horrible to read and then he weirdly signed off regards John or something like that. And so I thought it was very cool that Waters responded with a screenshot of the tweet and then just being like, Regards, lol. (laughs) So she handled it like a pro. Yeah, I think it actually was more positive than negative because she came out with this really beautiful quote that said, we need more family-friendly and flexible workplaces and affordable childcare for everyone. In other good news, Beyonce had her twins... They're a boy and a girl, and their names are rumoured to be Sean, which is Jay-Z's real name, and B, which is obviously a referential of Beyonce. The bad news is that they're both Geminis, so be prepared for a lot of drama. (laughs) Okay, okay, but also some more global goodness for the week. Bosnian students protested segregated schools. South Korea's president promised to end their use of nuclear power. And a group of Canadian bikers protected an Indigenous child from bullies. That's all really good news. Thank you. <laughs> and and wait, and more good news. JLo is coming back to the big screen. So That is unequivocal. I don't think there's anything bad about that. Great news. I got no bad um, angle on that. That's just fantastic news. So I think first round of this week in feminism, it was like it was a good week. Relatively good. Pretty, pretty good. There is a little bit of bad news. Um and, but it's not particularly surprising. Footy show presenter Sam Newman um, had made some transphobic comments about Caitlyn Jenner in the past week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not great. So if you missed that, basically one of the panellists on Channel 9's footy show asked Sam Newman if he knew who Caitlyn Jenner was and then her image came up on the screen and he referred to Caitlyn Jenner in a pretty horrible way and made some awful comments about how he couldn't tell what her gender was and then he spoke in like a really dismissive and patronising way 
Um, so that was quite awful. And I just, I, I don't know, I want to reiterate here the importance of not completely dissing footy culture, similarly to how we talked about hip-hop culture with Hannah Bronte a few weeks ago when she said it's not at all a viable kind of option to completely disengage with something just because there are problematic elements of it. So I'm not saying, I don't think that we're saying by talking about this that football is terrible just because of Sam Newman's comments. I actually think opinions like Sam Newman's have quite a huge reach and are especially especially damaging because of the history of transphobia and the reiteration of gender binaries in sports more broadly. It's kind of a symptom of a culture, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the entire culture is terrible, I don't think. No, um, but it's sad because in Australia and actually in a lot of countries, it's um, incredibly fraught for trans and gender non-conforming people to participate in competitive sport. Um, on the Olympic level, sports have had a history of sex testing female athletes for masculine qualities. Um, and they've put them, up until the 60s, they were putting uh, putting female identifying athletes through incredibly invasive procedures in order to determine gender. And they would have to f- carry around femininity certificates. So it was this really harrowing thing. And I think um, for a lot of uh, gender non-conforming athletes, it can be incredibly traumatic experience to participate in competitive sport. So when a public figure like Sam Newman reinforces gender binaries, um, it cements the exclusivity of sports culture and further ostracizes um, the trans community from participating. Yeah, which is really sad because team sports can be wonderful to participate in. You know, you get endorphins, it's a really nice sense of community um, and nobody should have to feel like they have to hide their identity in order to participate in team sports or to participate in anything in general. I respectfully disagree with you about team sports. (laughs) I do not find them fun, but I know that they provide like a sense of community and belonging for a lot of people. And so it's really disappointing that sports organisations and prominent sports personalities continue to use their platforms to further alienate trans and gender non-conforming folks and refuse um, them safety in their codes. I think it's really sad. Yeah, it's actually a good point about safe spaces. I think I get totally disillusioned by surrounding myself with lovely people all the time who think very similarly to me. And it's important to remember that for women and particularly for trans women and women of colour, there are just no safe spaces, even though there are certain contexts and venues that might feel more safe than others. Although I have to say, I went to the, or I worked at the Women in Electronic Music Showcase um, last Saturday, which was run by Music New South Wales, and it felt like a really lovely space to be in. And I don't know whether that was a placebo for me because I was so hyped about the lineup, or whether it was genuinely less sleazy because of all the (laughs) women in charge. I don't know. What did you think? You were there too. I was. I had such a good time, and it was just such a like it was so palpable the vibe was so positive and it was heartening that people not only people in the audience but people on stage use their position to make women and gender non-conforming people feel safe and feel seen and I was looking back at the photos and like everyone's faces of all genders were just like beaming everyone's except for mine I had like (laughs) my mouth open and one eye closed because I was like really committed to my moves I think we can safely say that both of us do not photograph especially well we don't photograph which is why we're so good for radio (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and also I just think it was a really great initiative considering the rampant sexism and gender imbalance in the electronic music industry in general. Yeah, speaking of rampant sexism in the electronic music industry, um, I have some more bad news. I just feel like I need a sound effect <laughs> being like, wah, wah. Oh, maybe we, we should talk. make one for next week. Special one. Mari, um, can we do that? She's not we'll Yeah, she's, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, German record label Geigling's Sunfall Festival after party in London has been cancelled. Um, 
following the sexist comments made by festival co-founder Constantine. Yeah, I actually did see this because I followed Disc Woman, which is a New York-based booking agency representing and showcasing cis women, trans women and genderqueer talent in electronic music. And they've been tweeting quite a lot about this Constantine debacle. Hectic. Yeah. Um, What were some of the comments that he... Oh, so Constantine, who, what is he? He's like the, he runs it? He's the co-founder of He's the co-founder, right. Yeah. So some of the, um, some of his comments, he was quoted as saying, women are usually worse at DJing than men. He finds it unfair that women are so heavily promoted. Because that's a huge problem in electronic music. Obviously. The women are um, heavily promoted. <laughs> so heavily promoted. Um, and thus women who seek careers in male-dominated industries like D- the DJ business must lose their female qualities and become manly. Wild. Um, but the good Thanks, news is that he got axed. And I think that that is actually a really positive outcome of that because yep. it showed like bigger implications for sexism. And usually, you know, these comments are kind of just glossed over or dismissed or explained away. And he actually is not allowed to run the after party anymore. And the festival organisers, the Colombo Group said, out of respect for the incredible female talent we have with us at Sunfall this year, it's with regret we announced that Giggling Night Session will not be going ahead. We are shocked to hear of the comments and disagree with them completely. So I think that was quite a positive Bye, outcome. Bye, Constantine. <laughs> um, but speaking of women in electronic music, stick around because we'll be chatting with the incredible rapper Miss Blanks after this track. This is a single of hers that was uh, was released earlier this year. It comes with a language warning, which we're never good at yeah, flagging. Well so. done. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. Creaming by the side, lick it up, make me wanna moan.
You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. We're joined now by Brisbane-based rapper Miss Blanks, who's just wrapped up her new single tour for Clap Clap. Hello. Hey. You just, uh, you support Juliana Huxtable last night. How was that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was my girl Chanel and um, it was it was great. It, I've never like played at Club 77, but, um, but everyone was so lovely. The crowd was great. The energy was incredible. Um, and it was just a good time to finish things off for me um, on this tour and being in Sydney, I can go home now. <laughs> yeah, you've done so many shows recently. Yeah, it's been pretty intense. And I mean, it wouldn't be possible um, without, yeah, the great team I have around me, Sullivan, the DJs I work with, um, and Chloe, my stylist. She does a great job. Pulls through with looks. <laughs> Shout out to Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Has the audience response to your shows after over the last few weeks been pretty consistently good or what has that like kind of audience interaction been like um well it's crazy to me because you know for me being this i guess visible trans woman of color in hip-hop um you know not normally given that kind of platform to have that platform to do these great shows and for the audience to like really take that in and sometimes they don't know how to take it in and that's okay as well um but it's really interesting to see the different groups of people coming to the shows, like the the group, the audience at Heaps Gay is not the audience at Dark Mofo. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was really interesting to see what the reactions have been like. If anything, the only difference, because everyone's been so great, energy's been great, the only difference is, I would say, certain shows, it kind of flatlines the energy and that it, I guess it's my job to have that conversation on stage with the audience to get them hyped up and nine times out of ten by the end of it I always have them jumping so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we were both at the women in electronic music showcase last week where you there was a part during your um, set where you kind of stopped and said um, let's talk about feminism and you can't talk about feminism without talking about trans women or women of color yeah does that conversation um, ever get exhausting or um, did, how do you balance the emotional labour of having to... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the fact that it's 2017 and we're still having these conversations around women's rights is interesting <laughs> enough. Um, then to tack on this additional component where we have to like really push to include all types of women, um, again, is shocking to me um, because my idea um, of feminism or, you know, just as someone that believes in women's rights, um, that's all women. Yeah. Like, it's not by saying, oh, I'm a feminist, I'm going to just, like, pick and choose the, you know, the various people, part of the conversation that I want to support. Um, and th that kind of comes down to allyship as well, you know? As an ally, you can't pick and choose, you know, what you want to support within that. Like, if you're an ally for this, this, and this, cool. But part of that, if you're going to be an ally for people of colour, then you're going to be an ally for everything that comes with that. You know, you can't just be, like, one-tenth of an ally because it, like, mm -hmm. it's comfortable for you or it's easy to consume yeah. and digest. Similar thing with, like, feminism. Um, being an intersectional feminism uh, feminist um, or a feminist, fuck, is just including all groups of women, all types of women. Yeah, and you really kind of put your money where your mouth is, I guess, 
on stage when you said, you know, you want all women and like gender non-conforming folks to come to the front. Like that was like a very physical manifestation of that kind of idea of centering those experiences. Um, and you t- and you kind of made those people visible. And I'm just wondering about that idea of visibility because we often talk about the importance of visibility, particularly you as um, you and your own visibility. But we don't often talk about the dangers of visibility because oh, totally. But like, not all visibility is good visibility. Um, I really think you know when it comes to that show <clears throat> specifically, all shows like if you. If you were to go to all my shows, I can assure you I call women to, and non-binary folk to the front always because I strongly believe that when you come to my show, even if it's for that half an hour, you are the centre of attention. Your place is at the front, it's not at the back. In life, as much as socially, politically, globally, historically, that may be the case, women and non-binary folk have been oppressed for centuries if I can give you half an hour, mm-hmm. if that's all I can give you in life, then I'm going to give it to you. Um, I don't care if Joe Blow from up the road, who <laughs> equally paid $89 to come see the show, I don't care if he's like, he can't get a good view because like all the women and non-binary folk are like screaming up the front. I don't care. Like, thank you for your money. You paid your ticket. Like, I just don't care. And like, I'm quite unapologetic with that because at the end of the day, when I, especially when I talk about, um, you know, male fragility or white guilt or this, that or the other, I'm never talking about any singular person. It's always these groups of people, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, toxic masculinity and say there's like one guy in the room and they get like really uncomfortable and I'm like, that's not on you. Like that's your people, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not just on you. Like it, of course, like, check privilege and your entitlements and like understand the responsibility you have um that sorry that comes with that but through that ensure that like you're pushing outwardly to support protect and uplift you know people that aren't in your position people that aren't a white cis heterosexual male yeah absolutely and i think sit with that uncomfortability as well a hundred percent i remember we we did a um a panel discussion once where it's never really left me where m reader said if you're not having uncomfortable conversations, you're not having important conversations. 100%. You know? And it's yeah. that kind of... And particularly in Australian hip-hop, I feel like there's maybe not so many uncomfortable conversations being had. So it's no. really refreshing to like listen to your music and there's a few other people that it's like, yeah, it's challenging in a way that I think hip-hop can be challenging and perhaps isn't when it's just like, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I recently did... An- I did an article um, with a claim. My friend Kish um, in Melbourne wrote it. Shout out DJ Infinity Blade. <laughs> um, yeah, wrote this article, and it was just based around one question. And the entire piece, like the entire piece, was like I guess my response to that one question. And it was, "What do you think of uh, white Australian hip hop? Um, white male Australian? Hip-hop? I don't know, but it was like mm-hmm. along those lines." And for me, it's like, you know, going back to those uncomfortable conversations, a lot of people, like, went crazy. That specific article got shared so many times, so many people, like, I got sent so many private messages telling me how much I'm a terrible person. And nice. Yeah. I'm being very PG with it. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's never, like, especially in, in the space of hip-hop, you as a white cis heterosexual male 
of course, you can engage in hip-hop, but definitely understand and recognise that as a white person engaging in POC spaces in black spheres, you need to take on a level of um, recognition when it comes to the space that you take up, Mm -hmm. because the space you take up is, you know, in turn, creating a lack of access for specifically POCs to engage, you know? That's cool, you were able to go to your hip-hop dance classes and, you know, you could afford that. There's, like, underprivileged kids that can't afford that and be part of those same Mm -hmm. kind of spaces, you know? And I think it's also my friend, Abatonye, um, recently did a discussion on decolonizing club spaces um, with rising voices, rising talks, rising arts, rising something. (laughs) Yeah, everything's rising. Everything is rising. yeah, it was rising. It was 7 a.m. Can we talk about that? I hope she's listening. That was some early talk. Was it recorded? Yeah. Because we've talked to Abitonye on, on Agenda before. And yeah. Like, that would be an amazing conversation. I'm pretty sure it was recorded. Great. Yeah, because she was skitsing out. She's like, oh my God. Um, but anyway, I'm... love you, babe. But, <laughs> but she was, yeah, talking about that. And I really find it interesting, Um, again, to bring it full circle with that conversation with her and also with um, the article. There's a lot of people that feel confronted by these conversations, especially when it comes to hip-hop, because I feel like the common tone is everyone kind of wants um, ownership or Mm -hmm. everyone's, like, fighting who owns it or who is allowed to be part of it and da-da-la-la. When people forget the birth of hip-hop was out of black resistance and rebellion, um simple as that yeah i definitely think we should share that article yeah for sure um do we have enough time yeah if you've just tuned in we're chatting to miss blanks hey hi um we're going to premiere a track or like not premiere but play a track that uh, has never been played on radio before called skinny Mm -hmm. bitches what Mm -hmm. does it mean (laughs) um i i wonder what it means well no i it's like it's very pointed i think when people like hear the title or even listen to the lyrics they like they're quite shook. Yeah. For me, it really, like, to me, when I wrote the song, it was just, like, this song about um, women that don't necessarily fit Eurocentric beauty standards, you know, size two, da-da-da-da-da. And I was, I felt, like, really uncomfortable and upset when writing this, and it was actually because of a boy Um, because there was so many times and especially I feel like as a black trans woman who you know is doesn't fit you know certain beauty standards I don't have silky straight hair I don't have like this hourglass figure that's a size two or whatever the case I'm not into acai bowls whatever Um, I feel like time and time again the I don't know maybe it's just the guys I'm getting with but they were always choosing like skinny, stick thin, like size two, you know, white, blonde haired, brown eyed, da 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 da. And that's cool, but it was like they were always they would have fun with me as like and they would mm. aestheticize me and exoticize and da 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 um as, you know, I wanna taste. This is wild. I wanna, you know, get with like a brown girl. Um, but would never get into a relationship. So it was really yeah, upsetting. So I wrote the song about skinny bitches I don't like, <laughs> specifically the ones I don't like, and how I support all the girls that don't fit in that specific mold. Yeah, let's play it. This is Skinny Bitches by Miss Blanks. Uh, 
be skinny bitches dumb, yeah, they know that. I fly high, I'm a mogul, yeah, they see that. Skinny bitches know me, turn the bone. Ass flat, there ain't no, nothing to hold on. Yeah, he like it when he mix it with a big chick. Cause she juicy and she wild, that's the real shit. All these skinny bitches check my credentials. Boss bitch, about to steal your man type shit, uh. Better get it, you be trying to hold it down. You're a skinny light bitch, you ain't never had the crown. The crowns are the baddest, the thickest, the hood bitch. Better step back, my space is the realest. You a bona fide sucker, you be fucking the masses. I'ma give you straight F's, skipping all of the classes. I'ma teach you that thickness 101. Like how to grow your asses, so you're the number one. Ha! No, you ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a thick bitch. You ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a thick bitch. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. I'm the creme de la creme of the season. Yeah, I'm the one and only. The skinny bitches see me, but they still don't know me. I'm that bitch. You don't scare me. Thicker girls understand me. They rollin' through in they mini coops. But the ass is good with dice to soup. Big ass, big tits, big brains to boot. She ain't about the thottery, blew by you. Oh, I see you bum Becky's, yeah, you finna get slaughtered. I knocked you off your block, yeah, I'm hard to ignore. The queen of Brisbane, yeah, she back for some more. I cut you down the size, leave you dead on the floor, yeah. I'm a son of you bitches like Evil Knievel. That shit is deceitful, my flow's unbelievable. But have you heard of that? Trans rapper Blaine's ass, thicker than a pockets so when she finna make bang. No, you ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a thick bitch. You ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a thick bitch. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. I'm the creme de la creme of the season. That was Skinny Bitches by Miss Blanks. If you've just tuned into Agenda on FBI Radio, we've been chatting to Miss Blanks about so many things. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's actually um, really interesting that you draw on your personal experience for Miss Blanks. So I was wondering about that relationship and how long you've been performing with or alongside that persona and your, your relationship with Miss Blanks. Yeah, well, I mean... I've been doing music only since September last year. It's like, what's that, seven months, eight months? So it's not long at all. Um, But I think, like, Miss Blanks and I, like, we're one of the same people. Um, I think there's no... It's not like a Sasha Fierce, Beyonce moment, Mm -hmm. you know, alter Mm -hmm. ego. Um, I just, to be honest, got asked what's my artist's name. And at the time I was new to music and I was like, I have to come up with another name. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like I created, yeah, Miss Blanks, but it's kind of cool because like now I'm in a position with my music where I can, you know, if I want to do something that is maybe a, a bit off brand as one would say, I can, you know, kind of compartmentalize that into something different or something else. Um, and then keep what is Miss Blanks, Miss Blanks. And over time that will evolve and change, but for now, I'm just having fun and, you know, giving the, giving the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Playing incredible shows. Dang. <laughs> um, if you were listening earlier, we asked people to text us in with their feminist news for the week. Tell us. We got quite a few texts, but uh, my favourite one is, best feminist happening of my week was going to see Hot Brown Honey last night at the Opera House. Changed Aww. my life. From Tom from Bankstown. Aww, Love you, Tom. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Uh, and then... That's that's my fave, actually. That's all I'm going to read. 
Um, uh, We have to uh, wrap it up Mm. here. If you are sticking around on the the airwaves, (laughs) listening to the airwaves. Oh, my God. That is the number one rule. It's like, never say airwaves. Sorry. Um, Stick around for... Back chat. Back chat up next with some news about Pauline Hans- Hansen's recent comments and also about some news about the tampon tax. Miss um, Blanks, thank you so much for coming. Why am I here for these topics? <laughs> <laughs> ah. So many things we have to pack in. <laughs> thanks so um, much for having me. <laughs> thanks so much fun. for coming and chatting to us today. We'll pop all the links up online to that article that you mentioned before Amazing. as well. Um, we're going to leave you with this track called Fuck Real Slow. Language Language warning on this one as well. (laughs) What do you mean? It's wholesome. (laughs) You're listening to FBI 94.5.